Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. The show streams live Sundays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time on YouTube and Twitch. Tune in then for your chance to share your tale or your theories. The number is 1-833-703-0424. The Cosmic Channels are open. Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Please call 1-833-703-0424. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. All right. Cosmic Channels are back. Minor, well, I would say major technical difficulties. Major, major cosmic meltdown. Cosmic. Yeah. We got hit by fucking cosmic rays, neutrinos, you name it. It's that goddamn Star of Bethlehem's fault. Yeah, we got fucked up by that. Um, but we're back. I thought my computer with my hard drive is toast. I legit, I thought we were toasted, but uh, we missed a few calls. So if you were one of those people that called, call right back. I see we missed three. So that's my bad. You can blame me. You can beak me after or beak me now. Beak me whenever you want. Or you can beak. <laughs> just beak him in the morning. Beak him in the afternoon. When, beak whenever. in the evening. Beak him for supper time. Throw or up you the can beaks. call in and beak him live. Beak me live. one 833 um, we're taking all calls tonight. Um, I mean, we've taken a lot of dream calls, so we're trying to steer clear from dream calls for a little bit, but we want to hear your your thoughts on your favorite conspiracies. Uh, if you've got theories uh, on life and the unknown and alien contact, uh, or if you've seen Bigfoot or any other cryptid or had a weird <laughs> encounter, call let us know. We want to hear it. Someone, the night. someone called at the very start of that. Here we go. Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, uh, uh, my name is Everett. I'm calling from uh, Colorado, the Front Range, just north of Denver. Right on. Heck yeah, but uh, yeah, I just have a short but sweet uh, UFO sighting for you guys. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it for sure. Yeah, so uh, now I was living in Loveland, and uh, my girlfriend and I had a top floor apartment, and we were uh, watching a meteor shower. This was uh, July 27th. And so we were just spending some time outside on the balcony looking up and, uh, she was the one who saw it and it, uh, I thought I was like losing my mind at first, but, uh, yeah, she saw a, uh, big triangle with, uh, six lights and like perfect triangle formation. You could see the lights and you could actually see like the outline. It was almost like it was cloaked. You could almost see through it, but you could see the outline of something there. And, uh, anyways, it flew over totally silent and was, uh, moving. And, uh, we just kind of stood there trying to fathom what we just saw. And, uh, that would have been crazy if that was just the end of it. But then, uh, not but 20 minutes later, it literally flew back going the opposite direction at about half the altitude. So we got a really clear look of it. And it was like, yeah, it was so totally clear. You could see the silver color of it. It was like perfect triangle shape and yeah, totally, totally silent. And I just, you know, I know like department of defense is pretty active in Colorado. So that was my first thought, but uh, just wouldn't understand why they're uh, flying over, you know, a residential area. So low. So I don't know. What? So you, it's, it was silvering. It was silver color, triangle shape. How big do you think it was? Yep. Man, uh, the, so I took all these notes down right after I saw it. But nice. uh, no, I, it, our best guesstimation was like a hundred feet across. So pretty freaking pretty big. Pretty freaking big. That's big, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, Denver International Airport's just down the way, and we were watching planes fly over all night. So there's no like you know misidentification there. Like it was pretty clear. So pretty pretty wild and uh it's actually what made me find uh alien theorists theorizing in the first place because i looked up alien uh after that incident on podcasts and boom there we go so it's what led me here <laughs> that's awesome now any was there any like str- strange did you hear any sounds at all that you could identify or was it completely silent nope completely silent absolutely no sound even so i even on the high pass, no sound, low pass, no sound. Yep, yep. First time was pretty high up there, about a plane's altitude, I would guess. And then the second time was about half that altitude and still completely silent. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, 
very common with UFO sightings is silent. Like the propulsion system is whatever it is, is silent. There's no like exhaust or like rumble or. Yeah. And so on that note, I've been digging a lot into it since that incident. I think about it like every day, practically. <laughs> nice. But uh, I urge you to look up uh, on Google. If you look up a U.S. patent, there is a U.S. patent, which is one zero one four four five three two B two. And you can find this patent and it's by the U S Navy for a craft using an inertial mass reduction device. Dude, here it is. A patent you can, yep. I see it. Internal mass reduction so device compromises of an inner <laughs> resonant cavity wall, an outer resonant cavity wall and microwave emitters, the electrical charge outer resonant cavity wall and the electrical insulated inner resonant cavity wall form a resonant cavity. The microwave emitters create high-frequency electromagnetic waves throughout the resonant cavity, causing the resonant cavity to vibrate in an accelerated mode and create a local polarized vacuum outside the outer resonant cavity wall. Hmm. 2016. <laughs> yep, and then there's, uh, under the same inventor, there's another patent, because you can see uh, other patents under the same inventor, and uh, the other one is for a high-frequency gravitational wave generator. So I thought that was pretty wild. But uh, when I saw that, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, shit, what I saw. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is pretty cool. I mean, people have patents but, about a uh, whole, yeah. bu whole bunch of stuff that never comes to fruition, but that doesn't mean that this one it has not been. Yeah, no, rather rather interesting. But uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And like no loss of time or anything, anything like that on your end, just the sighting? Nope. Yep. Just the sighting and, uh, nothing like it since. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We, we talked, <laughs> we talked on a previous episode, a recent one about triangle UFOs, like Delta shape like that. And they seem to be quite a common sighting. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. You can find handfuls of videos that, uh, appear to be pretty authentic, but, uh, yeah, it's I mean it's, it's tough to tell in today's age, but this is not the first time we've heard it, so it's it's super so cool. So bef before we let you go, what do you what what are your thoughts on it? Is it a do you think it's something from outside of Earth or is it um you know like these patents might say and it's an advanced craft? What are your thoughts on it? Man, uh, I don't know. Just the fact that it's been seen all over the world, it's like I have no idea because that's totally something freaking u.s government would do or uh you know i'm open-minded i totally believe in aliens and that they visit all the freaking time so man i uh want to believe it's aliens but uh knowing how active department of defense is in colorado i totally think it might have been some government related some new new spy plane or new classified project or something yeah something either way super cool but uh yeah i'm either way <laughs> But uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys uh, doing this and giving us an outlet. So Yeah, man. Thanks, Everett. Appreciate the story. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. That's cool. Hmm. Just, yeah, interesting just, with those Delta UFOs. Just the casual sightings of people's like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's coming back. Oh, we got a good look at it. And like no one's screaming it's aliens or not. They're like, that's super weird. But we got another call. It's just a weird craft. I mean. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in one more caller here. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, I made it through. You did. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is James. I'm calling from Clearfield, Utah. Right on, James. Uh, you guys talking UFOs today? Anything weird? We're talking, yeah, anything weird. Well, it's. I guess it's kind of weird. Not super weird, but <laughs> I've got a little UFO, UFO story. Fucking so bring it on. Let's hear my it. wife and I, uh, about a year ago, my wife and I went uh, on a little camping trip down to Dugway, Utah, um, also known as Area 52, the Dugway Proving Ground. Um, it's like a government kind of facility, owned property. They just do a bunch of testing out there. Right. But there's a lot of camping around it. So we went camping, and uh, come nighttime, my wife and I were just chilling around the fire. And she was the first to notice it, but she noticed way up in the sky, there was like a, uh, a flashing light. Um, I, it's hard to tell because it was, it was nighttime, hard to tell how high up it was, but it, I mean, cruising altitude of a jet is probably 30,000 feet. So I'd say it was probably 
almost at least 20,000 feet at least. Um, so the, the flashing light was weird because it would flash bright once and then it'd be probably a three second delay and then it would flash a dimmer flash and it was kind of a pulsating. They go bright, dim, dim, bright. Um, but an- another weird thing is that the light would kind of move around. So we were tracking where it was in the sky based on the stars around it. So it flashed once, and then the next time it flashed, it'd be down into the left a little bit. And then the next time it'd be up into the right, and so on. Uh, we watched that for probably a half hour, kind of around the same spot. It was just kind of moving around. And then just like a flip of a switch, we saw it started flashing going across the sky. And it was kind of cruising at that point, and then it just kind of dipped off and went over the horizon, and we never saw it again. But it was pretty wild to see. No now, doubt. when you say it was flashing, like, was there was there specific colors it was flashing? It was only white. So only it, white. It's hard to say. It was just white, just a white flash, and it was like a pulsate kind of flash. So it's hard to say with it being pitch black that, I mean, it, I guess it could have been like a weather balloon or whatnot because I couldn't see what it was. But there is a, an, a familiar or a, a similar report. Uh, you can find the video on YouTube. It's like a news report from Salt Lake City. And somebody described seeing about the same thing. So it's just pretty weird. So you, it seemed like when, like the lights flashed, it almost like it was like, did it look like it was like teleporting, like moving really quickly or? Um, when it started cruising across the sky, yes. Not like uh, like the Tic Tac UFO, how they describe it, you know, zipping here and there within, you know, less than a second. Yeah. It wasn't that fast. But it was, I mean, it was when it went across the sky and over the horizon. If it was as high as I thought it was, it was a hell of a lot faster than any kind of jet or anything that I think we have. And I grew up right next to Hill Air Force Base, so I'm used to seeing jets and stuff all the time. Um, and it was a lot faster than any of those. So Now, is it is it pretty, I'm going on your, maybe it being a weather balloon, is it standard for weather balloons to have lights like that i don't think so and also i mean you think with the weather balloon it would go up and if it caught a jet stream or whatever that would kind of describe why it went across the sky so fast but it was hanging out in the same area for at least a half hour maybe even longer and then it just chose to zip so it's not like it was hanging out in the jet stream and not moving and then all of a sudden it caught on it it was just kind of doing its own thing it felt like it almost felt like it was just kind of um kind of surveying different spots in the sky and then it's like it said oh, fuck it i'm out of here i'm over it Took and off. then it just zipped off so it, it, it seemed like it accomplished a goal and then sped away yeah exactly exactly super weird it's i mean it definitely another reason i don't really think it was a weather balloon is it, it almost felt like it or seemed like it it like it had a mission you know like it it was doing every movement with purpose Right. And then when it decided it was time to go, it was time to go, which a weather balloon doesn't do that. So what made you think that it was doing like it had a purpose? What 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 do you characterize that as? Um that's hard to say. Maybe it was just a feeling more than anything. But just that it stayed in the same area for so long and then kind of zipped off. I don't know. It just kind of right. seemed like it was, but I guess there isn't really anything that it did that, you know made it seem like it was on a mission, but yeah, didn't, didn't like shoot a beam down or something, but it, it seemed to float around no. and then take off Man, at a my, rapid pace. My fucking fingers, my fingers were crossed. I was hoping I was saying, take me aliens, you know, but <laughs> no beam, no, no nothing. Unfortunately that I know of. Oh, that's uh, do you remember, that's cool. spe- do you remember about what time it was and what direction you were facing? Yeah, it was about 1230 and let me 1230 at night, obviously or in the morning. And let me orient myself a little bit. Uh, we would have been facing, we saw it, it would be South, Southwest. Southwest. Do you know the angle? I don't like relative to the the ground, like where you were facing probably a 45 degree, probably a 45 degree angle from where we were. 45 degree. Okay. Hmm. Hey, that's now genuine UFO. And had you ever like being by, um, you know, seeing objects in the sky, had you ever seen anything move or like act like that at night? 
No, no, this was, I mean, it, it stands out in my memory just because I had never seen anything like that before, you know? And I, like I said, I grew up right next to an air force base and whatnot. And it's not like, you know, living in the city, it's not like you can see the sky all that well anyway at night because the light pollution and whatnot. But, you know, I've, I've definitely never seen anything like it. It was, it was very odd. It was out of place. My wife and I were both freaking out, but it was, uh, it couldn't it have been a satellite. Are you familiar with seeing satellites in the sky before? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I go, I go hunting and camping all the time and you know, you're sitting at the fire, you can track a satellite going across the sky yeah. super easy. It's definitely not a satellite, especially since it stayed in the same spot for so long. No kidding. Yeah. And then decided to zip off. Yeah. Yeah. Where satellites are in a constant no, definitely motion. Definitely not a satellite. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just kind Did of check all in the boxes. Real UFO. I don't know. It sounds like a bona fide UFO to me. Oh yeah. Jealous. Right. See, and I'm a, I'm one of those I want to believe kind of guys for sure. Um, but being so close to that military base, it's definitely a UFO for sure. But I can't say whether it was alien or whether it was alien origin who knows or what. Yeah. U.S. government advanced next right. next gen tech that we don't know about yet. Either one's still cool though. Similar to the first story. That's awesome. Yeah. That still cool. It was, it was something that I'll I'll remember forever. It was, uh, it was a cool experience for sure. Awesome, man. Well, if you see another one, make sure you let us know first. Hell yeah. Sounds good. I'll let you guys know first. Sounds good, brother. Have a good night. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Talk Have a good again. one. Bye. Yep. Bye. Boom. Two back-to-back UFOs. Love it. Just people like just seeing stuff. I like, can't explain it. I watch the sky all the time. Doesn't seem like it fits. Well, especially when you're like when you're that close to a you know an Air Force base and you're you're going to be getting used to seeing you know jets and stuff in the sky at all the times. I I mean like I'm pretty fairly confident that like if I went outside right now and saw what he would describe to me, I would be in the same amount of awe because I'm like there's nothing around where I am that behaves like that in the sky. No, I would like, uh, with that. I'd be jumping out out the windows if I seen something like that. It'd be awesome. Anyways, got one more color. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, this is Carmelo. Um, it's nice to be on. Nice to have you on. Where, where are you calling from, Carmelo? I'm calling from Florida. Florida. Right on. What uh, What do you got I for us? I was listening earlier today to one of your older episodes about the dream stuff and having crazy sleep paralysis. And I used to get sleep paralysis all the time when I was younger. And they could be pretty freaking crazy from my experience and one time I was uh sleeping and I had you know woken up but I never was able to move my body yep and it felt like somebody was like standing on top of me choking me and the more I tried to fight it the harder it felt like I was being choked and I wasn't able to wake up and one of the most craziest things about it was that I couldn't scream. I couldn't scream. I couldn't like fight. There was nothing I could do. I couldn't move. So I started doing research about it and uh, I found out it was sleep paralysis. That's all I wanted to share with you guys. No, it's uh, we've had, we've had many people call in with similar tales and it just, it just, it's, I've never had it. Dan has had, but it is a, no, it's just a terrifying phenomenon more than anything is what we've come to, come, it really come is. to know. I think it has something to do with breathing. Breathing, like night, like breathing during the night, like during your REM sleep or something, not, yeah. get, not getting enough breath or something, maybe. Yeah, like not getting enough breath. I don't think uh, anybody was out to get me, but it still was surreal. Yeah, for sure. As long as it, like, it's not an actual like poltergeist or something, and you wake up with marks on your body, then you should be good. But. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, guys. Hey. Well, have a good one. Thanks, man. Talk to you again. Hey, thanks for the call. Bye. Bye. It's terrifying if you had one. I, I don't fuck oh, with sleep paralysis. He, I never hope, uh, hope I never get it. No, I never. But, never wish it on anyone after hearing all the stories. But if you got a tale about Bigfoot, UFOs, alien abductions. I think I'm going to really, this summer, I'm going to get really sleep paralysis. <laughs> no, I'm gonna put some time in seriously, sky like sky watching, um, making a point to go out every night. It's clear, maybe even for 45 minutes or something, and just listen to 
music can just keep those eyes on the skies. Because I wonder how many times I'm missing stuff like this. Dude, because so, so much in the city and stuff. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there's always like, oh, there's this weather phenomenon or this space space, space weather. And you look out, you're like, I can't see shit because there's the glow of the city. But uh, we got one another caller. Let's bring him in. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Jericho or Shadow RC. Hey, buddy. Yeah. What's up, Jericho? Good to hear from me again. Uh, I have a possible El Nasty sighting. Yeah, oh, let's hear yes. it. <laughs> it could have been some teenagers, but I don't know. We'll start with know. El Nasty. If we get to teenagers, we'll, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> so, um, I live in a, a small town in southeastern Kentucky, right? Like, like I said before in the other time I called is uh, by a national forest. Yep. And uh, there's some trails that me and some friends like to go down and have since we were kids. And we go splunking. Yes. Like cave, like no caving. Cave, cave, caving, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't Kentucky. Kentucky has a lot of caves, yeah. right? It's a pretty big cave network. Everywhere. Kentucky or Tennessee? Like when you go, we say splunking, are you yeah. going, are you going for like long, long journeys or just like day journeys into the caves? Oh, I maybe mean, just just a few hours. A few hours, right? On. I was thinking maybe it might yeah. might be uh, getting onto a descent style story here. Yeah, you guys had the yeah you oh, guys no, had Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky. That's a, yeah, I cool. mean that's the weird thing about Kentucky. It just has really huge just cave giant networks. There's a lot of caves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry to cut you off. You were you but, were um, spelunking. Yeah, um, so so to get to this cave, um, it's about. Uh, three and a half miles of trails you have to drive down and uh, you get there's this little dirt parking spot I just wanted I was just saying that because my car is the only one has been pulled into this parking spot it's just me and uh, one of my friends that's coming with me and we go into the cave and we get pretty deep inside and maybe an hour in and we're just messing around you know checking out the you know, the water and everything that's flowing in because it just rained the day before. And all, out of nowhere, we just started hearing uh, like rocks just whoop into the water like someone's throwing them. Yeah. These are pretty like hefty rocks, like big splashes into the, the water. Like cause, uh, this cave will fill up sometimes. You can't go into it. Oh, yeah, if it rains so too much. So there's like this pull of Yeah. So there's like this pool of water like 10 feet away from us and there's just like this big like this size rock just lands next to us makes this big splash scares the absolute shit out of us and we're looking around and we don't see anyone and you have to have flashlights in here otherwise it's pitch black and we both just stop talking and we just hear like heads breathing and uh shut the fuck up and we're looking around and we don't hear it anymore. We turn on our turn our lights back on. Just look around, and nothing's there. And we go back out of the cave, and my car is still the only one there. Oh, fuck. but there is a, there is a farm about a mile and a half away. Um, when you come halfway up the trail, there's another trail that goes down to the farm, and they have kids. So. Always been trying to tell myself it was just the kids and they're messing with us, but I don't know. It was so pretty scary. But you're saying it's pitch black if you don't have a light. So either these kids have been waiting in there for you with no light. Just they, they could chilling. have heard. And then, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time something like that has happened to me. Do you and know how, being, how deep's this you know, cave network? Like, do you know how deep that cave was that you're going to, or is it one of those ones that kind of goes on? If like uh, if we weren't just like taking it in as we went, if we just try to like power through it, it probably would have took maybe two hours to get to the other end. Right. But however, there's another exit on the other side too. So, okay, so there's a it's two way like a one a way in and a way out separate of itself. So it's something could have come in from the other yeah, side. Yeah, there's there's a main entrance and then yeah on the other side of like the I don't want to say mountain. It's like a mixture between a hill and a mountain. It's pretty big, right? But you go through and it comes out in a little opening on the other side. 
But so it's you and a buddy in a cave. You hear like rocks being thrown into the water, making an obvious like splash we, sound. And you we've hear, seen the rock. <laughs> oh, you seen the splash like, in your we headlights? We didn't see it go through. The, yeah, we didn't see it go through the air, but we seen it land right in front of us. We right. seen it hit the water. We were looking at the water. Well, and we know that's like that's to me like when you when you explain that because I was thinking right away like there's like the three main culprits in Kentucky that I was thinking about would have been like some sort of unidentified flying creature, um, the the rare uh, barilla, half gorilla, half bear, barilla. or Bigfoot. <laughs> and now that you're talking about the, like the stones being thrown, like that is stereotypical Bigfoot encounter. Um, that would be my number one runner is that you potentially were in a cave with Bigfoot. It's dope as hell. <laughs> well, maybe not even Bigfoot, but like, you ever seen the movie The Descent? It's little fucking yeah. mole people. Oh no, don't tell me that. I enjoy spunking now. I'd rather it be Bigfoot. <laughs> well, make sure you got like a little, at least a little weapon or something just in case. Don't but, go in those caves I mean, alone. It, yeah, it, never go alone. 100%. Just always but go. They're working the descent. There was like four people in that movie. <laughs> okay, well, uh, the descent's a, Holly, a Hollywood version of it, but maybe those yep. cre maybe not like a creature is going to murder you like that, but like some type of like unidentified something something that can throw rocks. That's that's dude, that's 100% Bigfoot. What was happening is they were getting a little too close for comfort. Bigfoot threw a couple like a, some a Sasquatch probably threw a couple warning rocks and worked perfectly they got a little spooked and decided to get out of there which then also brings up oh, we, my we question does bigfoot ha is bigfoot able to see in real low light it's possible i would assume so <laughs> as if it's any type of uh any type of like a grew up out in that it would i think it would be pretty well adapted to seeing in low light there was no light at all we were about 45 minutes to an hour into this cave yeah deep Deep darkness. Huh. That's freaky. And we had two headlamps and two normal flashlights, and we could still hardly see it. Huh. I'm just saying that they would probably, like, the the way that their eyes are adapted, they're probably able to make more use of, like, the, the ambient light. So even if you weren't able to see, uh, but you would still have your lamps on, they would probably be more effective for them to be able to see. Like they yeah. would probably be able to see more than you because their eyes are taking in a lot more light from that yeah. from that light that source. source. Yeah. So possibly. I mean, like I said, the only reason I don't fullheartedly believe it was a Bigfoot sighting because I've I've had people come in the cave and do that to us before. But there was no other vehicles around, so I figured I'd call them and share. So if there's no other vehicles around then other than outside of them potentially being the like farmer's kids, how far would someone have would have walked to like fuck with you guys? So the, this cave is in the national forest. So it's that, which is right outside my town. You'd have to drive about 20 minutes to get to these trails outside of the town itself. And then there's a, I don't want to say a main road, but it, you know, it's your typical like, asphalt road with the you know the two yellow lines people still drive down there there's homes down there but it's about three three and a half miles off that road hmm. seems improbable hmm. that someone's gonna walk that far to but maybe someone could have came from the other side of the cave as you said you just don't know because you've never seen any other light so either someone would have to have been trying to play a prank right they would have been with intention gone in there and like hid knowing someone's gonna come in I tell you what, though, as soon as we seen that rock, we fucked it. <laughs> oh, dude, I'd be out of there instantly. Wouldn't check around. And uh, th this is about midway through last year, right before, you know, right before it started to turn to fall. Right. Awesome, man. Well, hey, we appreciate the story. It's uh, pretty freaky. If you go to that cave again, make sure to. Oh, I, I've not been back. Yeah, but if you do, take a weapon. Go, don't don't go alone. <laughs> buddy system, buddy. Oh, for sure. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna move right, on to the I'm next caller. All right, see you guys. Have a good night. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Bye.
Thanks for the call. Fucking cavernous Bigfoot. Low light Bigfoot. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky is a really weird state that it has like a, it is notable for its amount of caves. Like it has the mammoth, it has the mammoth, like I said before, or I mentioned before with the mammoth national park, like the mammoth cave national park. It's one of the largest cave systems in the world that we know of. That's probably where the descent was shot. But I don't know. Are supposed, that, but... are, spo are <laughs> supposed to be. To supposed that. to be. That's cool. Though. One of the biggest yeah. cave networks in the world. All right. Uh, another, yeah, it's, yeah. another caller here. Let's bring him in. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Just hanging out, taking some taking some calls. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good, good. Uh, Jeremy from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, getting closer to getting out Dan's way. Yeah, what's up, Virginia Dan? Beach. If you want to come to the best part of Virginia, let me know. I'll treat you right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. No. I've the been real, to Virginia Beach. The real Virginia. Nah. <laughs> Anyways, what you got a story for us tonight? Yeah, I got a story and uh, I guess a question for you guys. Sure. Whatever you want first. Does this question go with the story or does the story go with the question? Um, No, it's actually totally different stuff. Okay, let's start with totally the let's start with the story. I got a ghost story. Let's start with the ghost story. All right, cool. All right, so it's a uh, it's a ghost story, and it's been a, it's been a really long really long time since it happened. But um, take it with a grain of salt since I was a kid, I guess. But anyway, when I was a kid growing up, I would um, I would have these ghost experiences where I would see an apparition in my room in the corner of my room, like almost every night. It was a um, like a full-on Indian with a headdress and everything, like full detail and like some vague color to it. But it was mostly like faded out and he would just be standing in the corner of my room while I would sleep. And um, sometimes I would, uh, like I could not handle it. Like I would freak out and leave my room and sleep in my parents' room on the floor with my dog just so I would get the hell out of there and feel safe. And then that would like kind of get, like that would do away with it and would like I wouldn't see it anymore but one time it was pretty intense when I went into my parents room and I was sleeping with my dog I looked up and it was in the corner of my parents room and it was super sketchy kind of followed you rooms yeah yeah because it was like it was normally just in my room and I would leave like I would close my eyes put a blanket over my head run out of the room to my parents room just because it was like it never had like a bad like feeling with it but it was just the fact that I was being watched while I slept was very uncomfortable. Now, the first thing that, you know, pops into my head is that potentially that your whole, your house was built on like some sort of native American burial ground or something. Right. right some sort of right. secret that's land. That's my thought too. Or unseated that's land. That's my thought as well. Uh, that's disturbing, you know, at some yeah, sort where, of where were you living at the time? Like statewide. Oh, it's Virginia Beach, Virginia. I lived in the Virginia, same, I've okay. lived in the same house my whole life. Yeah, and there's, I mean, my grandma's house, like, we, we've we been over there and, like, dug up, like, arrowheads all the time, like, and she doesn't live that far away. Right. So it's yeah. definitely not so out of the So when you say headdress, are you talking about, you're talking about, like, a, what is it, Apache? I wouldn't say probably Apache headdress. Is that what you're talking about? Like, the big, long one that everybody thinks of? Yeah, full-on feathers, headdress, everything. But the, the weirdest thing about it well, I guess not the weirdest thing, but the most, like, the best thing about it was that it wasn't, like, it never had a bad, bad feeling about it. It was always, like, it wasn't comforting at all, but it was just, like, maybe, maybe it was just, like, maybe it was serving a purpose or something. I don't know. Like, it wasn't ominous? But, um, so you didn't, like, you didn't feel, like, No, it definitely, there was it. no bad feeling about it. But the right. weirdest thing was, like, I always, br I always brushed it off as that I was just a kid and imagining stuff until... Like maybe a couple years ago, like I was uh, talking to my parents and my mom was like, I don't mean to be weird. Like, I think we were going through baby pictures. She's like, I don't mean to be weird. But uh, I used to think like I used to hate leaving you alone in that room because I felt like something was watching you. And I was like, no way. Like, what did you think? And she told me exactly what I saw. And that was the weirdest thing. Oh, weird. And like then the weirdest or the scariest part about it was when I was uh, I saw it in the corner of my room and I was like, all right. Like, I'm not going to run to my parents' room. I'm too tired. So I put the blanket over my head, just like anybody, like, typical As kid you would. stuff. Yep. 
And I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> like typical was, and I'm, uh, I had the weirdest feeling that it came like it was like it would came closer. So I took my blanket off and it was halfway across the room, put the blanket over my head. And then like a couple minutes went by, pulled the blanket back off. And it was literally standing right, like as close as it could be to the bed, like looking straight down on me. It was crazy. Uh, it was intense. But the thing is, the thing is, is like, as soon as I got like maybe like 14 years old or something, like just 100% stopped. Kind of. So that goes back. That that goes back to the whole thing is like what you guys talk about all the time is like, is it the thinning of the void when you're younger? Do you just mature out of it, or is it just your imagination stops? So I'm always talking up to the imagination, but the thing that like restarted it for me is that when my mom said she saw the exact same stuff like lurking around watching so that was well, that kind of like re i know we always it. talk about um you know maybe with children that you, you know they are kind of tapped into something but I, I would imagine with adults and stuff that like periods of like great stress or stuff like that like right you know maybe you you tap into this again right even momentarily yeah yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not like I'm not 100% claiming anything, but I was just I was just saying like it's a pretty intense. It was a pretty intense thing that was going on for a little bit. So it's worth just mentioning whether it was like a trick of the mind or not. But I mean, just the fact that we're like that it's um there were tribes of Indians present like 500 years ago in this area, and then that was going on. And my grandma. Um, it's we think that she has some Native American heritage, so it's kind of like might be an ancestor or something. I don't know. It's just cool to think about because it doesn't happen anymore, so I could care less. And it's like talking about it, but uh, it's just something cool to think back right, to. But it made it made enough of impact on your childhood that you've carried it forever. Big time, big yeah. time. That's what really sparked my whole interest in all this because I was like, like I was from a young age. I was like, this is too crazy. Like, really opened up the the thought process to all the other all the other good stuff yeah so yeah you pretty much you nailed our theories too it's either it's either always two theories with ghosts either you're experiencing something like a thinning or like a crossover of you know of their realm yeah. of ours or it's a trick of the mad- imagination and once it gets into yeah. your brain then you kind of start progressing it I'd like to I'd like to hear like a uh, or whatever if you could give like a real detailed description of the headdress because I know in that area, that would have been the, the area that the Powhatan Indians or Native Americans would have lived. But their headdresses differ from what the Apache one is. And I'm not sure if you're describing the Apache headdress, the one that goes all the way back and all the way down, like feathers out, or the Powhatan ones, which I've seen, are kind of more straight up. More like a crown, like a sure, feathers yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. More like a feather work kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely feathered, and it, like I can still see it vividly. But it definitely it wasn't longer than like shoulder length. It wasn't going down past the shoulders. But did it ra- did it radiate out, or did the feathers go straight up? Um, it it went straight up, and then like a couple of the side went out. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's a it was, it was that's cool. a cool story. Yeah. It's, 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 good that it, it didn't see, it's good that it didn't seem ominous and didn't like terrify you. It was just kind of something mm-hmm. that was. Yeah, that's the only reason like I, I can tolerate it because <laughs> it wasn't like a bad vibe at all. For sure. And uh, you got you had a quick question, then we're going to move on to the next caller. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Keep it rolling. But uh, I just wanted to ask mainly, I mean, I guess Dan, because he lives in the area, but have you ever heard of uh, Edgar Casey or the Edgar Casey ARE? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, have you ever heard of Edgar Casey? The, pro- the sleeping prophet? Yeah. Are you, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. ever been down and yeah, checked out the... Uh, it, yeah. He's on the list. We have him on the case file list for the other show. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I've always uh, I've always been intrigued by him, but never really... Okay, the, uh, the ARE, which is the um, Association for Research and Enlightenment, is in Virginia Beach um, in the north end of like the oceanfront area and I went by there for the first time a couple weeks ago and it was pretty intense it's pretty cool yeah. I just thought it was something you guys would like like it's a all progressive type thinking of just like 
dreams and all that stuff. It's super cool. I got a couple uh, books with like dates yeah, on I think, them. I think we mentioned him with the, uh, with the Akashic Records. He was one of the kind of persons who kind of yeah. elaborated on his view of the Akashic Records or his interpretation uh, that he felt he yeah, had received during stuff. his uh, enlightenment things. Yeah, so I got a couple of books on it, and I got a Graham Hancock book that I'm already diving into. It's pretty sweet. Just thought I'd let you guys know. That's good shit. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely definitely on the list for uh, the other show, Alien Theorists. It's a it's a fun, fun topic, and it's requested a lot. So we'll definitely get to it. Yeah. Cheers. All right, man. Hey, thanks for calling in. Yo. Yeah, thanks for picking up. Y'all have a good rest of your night. You too. Bye. Cheers, man. Thanks for the call. Right, bye. A non-ominous ghost. Sometimes it's nice to no, hear no, one. Anonymous. 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 Let me tell you something. The lines are flying tonight. We got another caller already. Hello, Ooh. Cosmic Channels. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm the one that called about my uh, mine and my wife's story from the Navy days. You did. I did yeah. see that in the comments there. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and start with my wife. Can you can you give us a can you give us name name in an area or is that uh, you got to keep classified? Oh no, yeah, I can tell you. I'm Chris from Denver. I'm actually I'm the one that called you all a while ago about the DIA. Oh uh, right, Airport. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember. And and sorry, Chris. Before you start, yeah, I just want to so, jump in. If anyone ever calls and you you can't give your name, just say Jason Bourne. Yeah. From here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Bourne. Well, you can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me <laughs> late for dinner. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I'll start with my wife. Well, she was a uh, an undesignated seaman at the time, so she didn't necessarily have a job, but she had a general job. Okay. So I'm sure Dan might know what I'm talking about. He might yeah, not. Sucks. If not, that's okay. <laughs> it sucks. Like I, Dan said. I just know undesignated sucks. It's like you're a D seaman slash you're a fucking deck worker. Like that's what I remember. Yeah, I was I was undesignated heir at the time of my story as well, so I, I feel her pain and she feels yeah. mine. But uh, yeah, so she was up on the O10 level and she was on watch, so she was looking through the binox and everything like that, and she had like just looked out and she had seen this like light on the horizon, kind of above it, and it was just kind of sitting there, right? Like just yeah, it was kind of just sitting there stationary. But it had like these tentacles almost coming from the bottom of it, like moving around, whatever. So part of her job was to radio that to the bridge. And she had radioed. She was like, hey, this is what I see, whatever, what have you. And what is it? And they just went dead silent for a minute. And they were like, we don't know. And it just that was that i guess they never spoke of it again that she never heard anything back Fuck. but then they reported it on the news recently it was the uh it was part of that gimbal footage that came out from the theodore roosevelt i, I just wasn't sure if i could tell you all that part but she kind of confirmed that i could uh, okay. but it was the Did one that came oh okay theodore yeah. roosevelt back in 2015 the nimitz one. the nimitz was 04 i believe wasn't so, it it was on the Roosevelt one, and that's the the story I have as well. Because we were both on the Roosevelt at the same time. We were on deployment together. This was before we had gotten married. Right. So, it's, but yeah, it's that. Is it the same the same video as the gimbal, or is it like something similar off that ship? Were they doing flight ops? It, yeah, it was during. Was it during flight ops, Rick? No, it wasn't during hers. Wasn't during flight ops. Yeah, I would guess not. It's not at night, so I mean, well, you should do flight ops at night. Yeah. Are there any other ships in the area? Yeah. Uh, the only other ships we had in the area were cruisers and destroyers, but they because didn't. Isn't the carrier group? I'm, I can't remember. Like, so the carrier sure group is out, or? Yeah, we were we were actually out in the uh, the Gulf. We were on deployment okay. at the time. We were in the Persian Gulf. Oh, okay, so it was the whole carrier group. Yeah, it was the whole strike group out there. Okay. And it was just like, there was a whole bunch of weird stuff that happened like that on deployment. And then I remember when that Theodore Roosevelt footage came out, me and her, we were like, uh, we were on that deployment. Like, what in the world? 
No kidding. But yeah, it was there was a whole bunch of weird stuff that went on on that deployment, like UFO wise. Like I have a ghost story from that deployment, but I'll save that for another episode because I haven't called y'all in a while. Fuck. But it was, yeah, it was weird. And then my story was so i was in crash and salvage so my job i just i stayed on the flight deck the whole time during flight ups and there was one night i don't know if it was before or after her story but i was sitting on the flight deck on my truck and we were waiting for the last helo to land because when the last helo landed we were done so me being the impatient nicotine addicted individual i was at the (laughs) time and currently am i was sitting there and I'm just waiting. I'm looking out on the horizon for that white, red, red, because that's the the beacon that the military helos use. It's like it's one white flash, then two red flashes, and then one white, and so on and so forth. But I'm looking out there for that, and then I see this white light, like maybe two hands above the horizon line, and it's just flashing in maybe half-second intervals, and it's just white. And it's flash, flash, flash. So I'm like, okay, that's not our helo. Maybe, I mean, it could be. Maybe it got damaged or something. Maybe it took on fire. But then I thought back and I would have known, well, we would have known if it caught fire or if it like took enemy fire or something because we had a plane that early on in the deployment, I can only tell you all so much about it, but it had taken small arms fire and we got notified immediately, so we had to stand by and be ready for it. So I was like, no, there's no way this helo took enemy fire. And I'm watching it, and then it becomes a solid white light, and it drops down maybe, if I had to guess, because it was probably like two, three miles out from us. And it drops down, if I had to guess, like I said, maybe 50 to 100 feet above the water. And it gets a little bit brighter and then it starts flashing at shorter intervals and it goes back up and then it just shoots off into the sky and disappears. Hmm. And I'm sitting there like, and I was barely signed off at the time. So I was like, I don't want to say anything to my driver or my senior because they're going to think I'm crazy but I know for certain that I'm not the only one that just saw that. No kidding. And then maybe 30 to 45 minutes later, our helicopter landed. We were done for the night. And I was up for a majority of the night trying to figure out what the hell I had just seen. Did you, like, did anyone, you talk to anyone else about it? Or you just kind of kept it to yourself? I kind of kept it to myself, but I'd heard other people talking, like, throughout the deployment of other weird stuff they had seen. Like, hey, did y'all see this the other night? Or like, hey, a bunch of us saw a UFO the other night in the smoke pit. You know, like, what did you guys see? And they were like, there there was obviously corroborating stories, but it's just one of those things that, you know, you're out on the water and you're gone for so long, you don't really want to talk about because people are going to think you're going crazy because yeah. you're stuck in a boat with 2,500 other people you hate. So... <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Just people are probably looking for a chance to grill you. So if you give them ammo, you you know they're probably never, not going to let it down. Even though you obviously seen something you couldn't explain. Yeah, and then it's one of those things. Like if you bring certain things up, they're like, no, like you're not going to talk about that because it's going to make the whole department look bad. It's going to make the crash crew look bad. Whatever, what have you. So I was kind of like, I'm just going to go ahead and keep this one to myself. And then there was one night me and my wife were talking and she was like, yeah, I saw, you know, something like a UFO on deployment. And when we had met early on, I kind of wanted to hold the, hold the fact that I was an alien theorist to myself because <laughs> I didn't want to freak her out. And she told me that story. I was like, well, do I have a story for you? That's great. And yeah, it's just one of those things that's like, I was going to say, what's, what's your theory on th- those two sightings? You think it's some type of unidentified enemy craft or American craft or ET craft? or? So I don't think it was like, because we were at the time. I think I can talk about it now, and if I can't, then 
I'll find out. But we were <laughs> we were part of Operation Inherent Resolve, so we were fighting ISIS directly. So I know that they don't. Well, I would assume that they don't have any type of fighter jets or anything like that. So I'm not going to assume that it wasn't one of their fighter jets, but it's just the way that both of the crafts had performed in her story and mine. I don't think it was anything from like our planet or our dimension, depending on what your theory on aliens is. Right. Can you, I don't know if you can tell us this or not, but can you tell us like whereabouts uh, these sightings took place? Hold on one second. My wife will be a little more well-versed in that. Sure. Yeah, so they were in the Persian Gulf. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, now, so it's like, and we're not at war with Iraq or anything like that, and I know about the Iraqi Stargate theory and everything like that, but, yeah, I don't know. What were you going to say, though, Braden? Sorry. Well, I was just thinking that, like, it, it's just, it strikes me as odd, um, you know, that... And this is just me spitballing ideas here is that, you know, we we had a a seemingly period of time where, you know, you were seeing lots of these UFOs and stuff. And then you're saying that you had a ghost story as well. I wonder if it was there was some sort of thinning of the veil in this area at that specific time. And maybe it had to do with the heightened conflict. I don't know. But it just seems interesting to me that there's so much in that short short period of time. Well, if we have time, I can tell you all my ghost story really quick. It's kind of short and to the point, I, but I just don't know if we have another caller waiting or anything like that, and it might be able to help out with your theory. Okay, so it's the same setting. I was sitting on the flight deck. We were waiting for the final aircraft to land and everything like that, but we were sitting at the point or like on an area of the aircraft carrier where you can, where you're fairly close to the bow of the ship and on the bow on either side, like on the port and starboard side, there's these lookout positions and they're just these little areas where you can stand and they have a little compass type thing and a hatch to lead into the skin of the ship. So I'm sitting on the back of the truck, looking around, whatever, just looking at the sites. Well, not really sites because it was, 10 o'clock at night and it's pitch black but i'm looking out and on the starboard side i see what looks to be a sailor in dungarees which is the light blue top and the denim bell-bottom pants and the dixie cover so i was like what in the world is that because there was nobody supposed to be at that area of the flight deck at the time because we were launching a recovering aircraft and that part of the that part of the flight deck is closed. So I'm like, okay. And you know, whatever, what have you, the rest of the night goes on. And later on I go down into the skin of the ship and where my birthing was, like where we slept and everything, was right near that area. So I go in and I'm getting ready for the night and I go into the head and everything to change and get ready to go to bed. And against my better judgment, I start asking people like, hey, were any of y'all like messing around tonight or anything like that? And they were like, no, why? I was like, because I could have sworn that I saw somebody in a white Dixie cover with dungarees on hanging out in the starboard lookout, just like looking around. And they kind of just like, with that like freaked out, like almost scared, but not really response. We're like, no, that wasn't us. And then a part I left out accidentally because I told y'all in the comments, I'm drinking homemade wine and beer Nice is, um, when I'd seen the ghost, it kind of made eye contact with me and then looked away and then just went into the skin of the ship and disappeared. And that was that. Uh, and that was on the same hmm. deployment that me and my wife had seen what we saw. Huh. Got ghost and two different this UFO was- sightings on the same ship on the same deployment? Yes. 
that's some weird shit. That's uh, the two UFO story stories. I obviously find very intriguing, especially with anything to do with like military and like sighting UFOs, like on active missions or like when fighter pilots give their accounts of like, yeah, I seen a UFO and it's fucking nuts and it jammed was our this, radar. Was this after they phased out dungarees or before? You said what? Was, what was this after then? they phased out the dungarees or before? Oh, it was way after because I joined in 2014 and I went on deployment okay. in 2015. So they were already in the BDUs. We're already, okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, the end of the blueberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was way after the dungarees. And the oldest person, well, like the in my area of the shift that we stayed, that we stayed in our birthing, he was a he was a first class, and he had joined maybe a week after they had put the nav admin out to change to the end of, and they started issuing him out of boot camp. Yeah, I, I I was part of my boot camp. I was we were one of the first ones to get it. I remember that of the get the end ups. Yeah, we were the first ones to get them in boot camp. Like the the class right before okay. us had gotten dungarees, and then we got them for free. Okay, can like, we? Uh, right can I ask a question as a dumb Canadian? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you, we're talking about the uniforms. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you, yeah, Zell, you can go online and look. You type in dungarees. And it's like this light blue, almost denim-looking dress shirt. Okay, so it's with it, your name type and the U.S. Navy yeah, it's like stuff. A work, and it was the denim work bell uniform. Bottom. Right. So there was one uniform, then they switched at a certain time to a different, right. different style. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. I don't know the what Navy the fuck you guys are talking about. Uniforms. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Navy switches uniforms like it's their main job. Whatever's the cheapest, that's what they'll get. Gotta spend that money. Or whatever the most expensive. Whatever yeah. they think is the best camo, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, man. Hey, we appreciate the stories, but we're going to take one more call tonight for this episode. But we appreciate it. If you see anything else, well, cheers, man. When you're aboard, abroad, let us know. Oh, yeah. Have a good night. Okay. Thank you. Thanks to your wife as well for the story yeah. as well. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Oh, yeah. Of course. Bye. Oh, two more UFOs and a ghost aboard. Fucking military oh, ghosts yeah. and military, military. UFOs. Fucking Spooky shit. I love healing the military stuff because I feel like we're getting classified information yeah. whenever I'm told anything. So if this was a military, I'm like, this is classified information we're getting. Even if it's not. It here on Cosmic Channels. I think it is, and it makes me feel yeah. important. It makes me happy. <laughs> All right, last call of the night, I think, on Cosmic Channels. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Where are you? Is this <laughs> what, the Cosmic Channel show? Yes. Yeah. This is awesome. Oh, uh, good. Okay. Okay. Good. My name is Steve. What do you want to talk about tonight? Your name is what? It's a Steve. A Steve. A Steve. A Steve. You know, like a Steve. S to the T yeah. the E the V the E. <laughs> Tell us a story, Steve. Or uh, Steve. You want to talk about the. Are we talking about the dreams or what you want to talk about? I know this. I'm going to kill this guy. I know who you are. <laughs> kill him. It, who is it's funny that? for who a guy who's so good at accents. He's so bad at accents. He's who so he? bad at accents at the same time. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> now it's changing. Now, <laughs> now, it's, changing. now it's Mario. Now we got yeah. Mario on the it's line. It's me. Yeah, Mario. Mario. It's a Steve. I find this a very offensive. Okay? <laughs> you're, you're derogatory. To my people, it's hard to my feelings. You should have picked a better Jesus. accent when you calling in. <laughs> who, who is this man you're speaking out? <laughs> okay, uh, Steve. Okay, Steve. Uh, okay. Next time, pick pick a different one. Okay. Next time, pick a better okay, accent, that's Steve. Okay, bye, Steve. That is a very disappointing. Yeah, okay. yeah, bye, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> should, should we take one more call? We'll take, not we'll a take, Steve again. We'll take one more. And if you didn't know, that was Andrew. It was definitely Andrew. Blatantly. Definitely Andrew. <laughs> I, I, hope was it wasn't, I hope it wasn't Andrew. I think he was about to say Andrew, and then he was like, uh, Steve. <laughs> My name is Steve. Uh, Steve. Steve. He's great at accents, but they called in and just butchered that one. Yeah. It, it morphed he got halfway nervous. Through. I bet he got nervous talking to the real stars of the show. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, last call of the night for real, unless it's a Steve again. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? What's Hello, your, can you hear me? Yeah, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Frankie, and I'm calling from uh, L.A., California. Right on, Frankie. Ooh. Thanks for the call. We love L.A. 
Uh, I'm, I'm also the the one who sent you the picture of uh, Andrew with the alien guy on Instagram. On oh, the meme? Send in a meme? Yeah. Yeah, because where Andrew's bad theory came in, and then you had to put Andrew's face on uh, Giorgio's head. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, it was good shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. We had a good laugh. So, I, myself, personally, I've never had, um, like, a UFO, a UFO sighting or anything like that. But just recently, um, both my cousin and my mom, the same day, had, uh, like, uh, an apparition. And, uh, yeah, so my cousin, she works, like, she gets off at late, like, at, at midnight. Yep. And she lives in our back house, but she has to walk to the front. And we have our house with, like, Christmas stuff all over it. We have, uh, like, a Christmas wreath. And she was walking by it, and she said that there was, like, a, a face in the middle of the, the, the wreath. And she was like, oh, my God, like, I didn't know that they put pictures of, like, women on the wreath. So she thought that there was, like, a, a lady in the middle of the reef, like just her face. Just a face. She just, she just thought it was really weird. And she was just looking at it like, okay. And then she had felt someone touch her shoulder. And then she like freaked the fuck out because it's midnight, you know, and she's go, she's getting ready to go home and someone touches her shoulder. She turns around, there's no one there. And then she looks back and the picture of the, the girl on the reef is gone. So she was just like, what the fuck? And then she ran, you know, to the to her house in the back. And um, I guess earlier on that day, so the, so the next day comes and she she comes and she picks up all of her, like, Amazon packages from her house. And she had told my mom. And my mom kind of, like, freaked out because uh, so that lady that my cousin saw on the wreath um, is actually, like, a saint. And um, my mom, she's like really religious. I'm not, but she prays and she has like a candle and the candle has the saint on it. And I guess that day was her birthday. My mom like prays the candle every night and stuff like that. And that morning when she was like blowing out the candle and she said her prayer or whatever, we have like a clock that doesn't work, but it went off like as if uh, it was like the hour passed and it goes off. And it went off, and she freaked out because that clock doesn't work. But she didn't think of it as anything until, like, my cousin told her what she saw, you know, that night. But, yeah, that, that's, so we've seen a, a that's what happened. A ghost faced in the wreath. Yeah. Saintly ghost. Saintly ghost in the wreath. Well, I guess technically a saint. Yeah. You have to be dead to be a saint anyway, so it is a saint. I I suppose. At least it wasn't, like, some type of demonic yeah. entity in the wreath. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, because if it was demonic, I would have moved out. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, my mom said that I guess it's known for that saint to, uh, like, make appearances and stuff, like, on her, like, birthday or whatever, which was on the 12th, so, like, two weeks ago or last week. Okay, also oh, on the saints, sure. the saints day it came, like, she's seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, what do we know? What saint, or did, did she suspect what saint? Um, from I, I believe it's called she's a uh, Saint Guadalupe. Saint Guadalupe. Oh, saint Guadalupe. Okay. Yeah, any familiar? Yeah, familiar with Saint Guadalupe? Well, I've heard of Saint. I've heard of Saint Guadalupe. You don't. It's one of the, it's one of the big ones. I mean, it's like there's only so many that that. I'm, ass that you, hold I'm assuming your family is Latino or of Latin descent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Guadalupe is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, she like, I don't know. There's like a lot of stories from her, but basically she appeared one night on the ninth and she told someone to like make a uh, kind of like a memorial for her. And then she came back like a week later to like thank him or whatever, and she blessed him. Okay. But I don't know. I didn't I, like I said. I'm not really religious. So I didn't look into it. I kind of just, you know, it didn't happen to me, yeah. so I, I didn't really bother looking into it. But 
My mom yeah, freaked I had out. To I had to double check, but them. it's like I was pretty sure, but I wasn't. I had to check before I said anything. The uh, Virgin of Guadalupe is the name for the uh, Virgin Mary. It's another. Uh, it's uh, just okay. another title gotcha. for her. Gotcha. So big. That's a big one. Big yeah. saint. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for the story. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, that's, no that's problem. Gonna, that's gonna be our last uh, last caller this week on Cosmic Channels. That was Ooh. good. We had a a lineup tonight right from the start. Yeah. Lines are on fire. Put them out. Hey, the show's got quite <laughs> got quite a few downloads so far, actually, in the first few weeks. It. Well, thanks everyone who's uh, downloading Cosmic Channels. Uh, we like doing it. We like giving a, a platform for you guys to call in and tell your stories. Hundred percent. And if uh, you know, we don't. There's no ads. There's no, no promotion. There's no, nothing on the show. And the only way to help it grow, tell one friend. Tell one friend about Cosmic Channels for next week. Tell two friends. Tell two friends. <laughs> if, if, but if you get one, we'll be happy. If you get two, we'll be ecstatic. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun hearing calls. It's fun hearing all the all the stories of like stuff I've never experienced, and just hearing people like something happens to someone, and then years later, it's still like it's still on their mind. It still bothers them, right? So it's cool. It's cool to let people let people tell the story, and you start you, after a while, you know, you start to get like a lot of like overlapping kind of stories, similar sightings, similar stuff. It's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. If uh, if you haven't already, go uh, give Cosmic Channels a follow on Instagram or Facebook. And if you're listening to the podcast version, you can watch the show live 6:30 p.m. Pacific time Sundays on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, and give us a make sure to go leave us a five star review somewhere. Oh yeah, Facebook, Apple, wherever you can get reviews, that, that helps the show and will just help uh help get get some more calls, get some more exposure, keep those lines open. Yeah, the more people we get to listen, the more crazy weird stories we get to hear. Boom. <laughs> so fun. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Till next week. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed. <laughs>